welcome in to Garbage Time Fantasy Football. How you doing, boys? Good, good. How you doing? Well, draft. just the three of us today. Just draft, got... draft, 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 draft. Just Ron, Joe, and Ryan today. No JJ. He's a slacker. I think uh, JJ needed to take like a full day just to prepare himself for the Bears completely screwing him over tomorrow. He's he's preparing and, for his meltdown. <laughs> I can just that. He just needs like he he's just been doing like yoga and meditation doing, all yeah, day today. Deep breathing <laughs> exercises. <laughs> you know. That leaves plenty of opportunity to shit on JJ's list tonight. Oh yeah. He's like proofing his house so he can't break anything. While after the draft, <laughs> covering everything in like uh, styrofoam, boarding up the windows, like just <laughs> taping his building remote down to the table. He's building a second screen uh, off of his TV. So yes. when he smashes it, he's not smashing the actual TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you have rage issues, feel free to use any of these tactics. Great ideas. <laughs> Great ideas. Top notch. Have you guys uh, heard any rumors about the draft today? Um, I think I read that someone put out that Trey Lance is the favorite to go before Justin Fields now by like a smidgen. Not sure how important that is, but what position three or four is the question. Yeah. And I guess the Falcons are still taking calls. So there's, there's, and um, I'm sure they're going to be taking calls this whole time. I feel like though, because of with the news coming out today where Denver is now traded for. Teddy Bridgewater for a sixth round pick. I'm going to kind of take that as they either didn't want to trade up with Atlanta or they thought about trading up with Atlanta and Atlanta was just asking for too much. I could almost see, I could almost see the, um, the Broncos almost trading down now. Depends on who falls. Right. But there was a report that said they are not precluding themselves from taking a QB and right. There's no, good, I agree, but there's many examples in you know the NFL's history of where just taking a QB doesn't preclude someone from drafting him. IA, like, so the example here would be Teddy Bridgewater, who the Jets traded for a few years ago, and in the same year had McCown and still drafted Sam Darnold, which worked out great. Yeah, worked out great. He now he's on the Panthers, <laughs> yeah, kicking Teddy Bridgewater off yet another team. Yeah, I think I think it's that just full circle. Yeah, I just think that solidifies the fact that Denver is not trading up for anybody. Right. I feel like at, if a quarterback, a quarterback <clears throat> they want falls to them, they'll still draft them. But I just, I feel like the either the Falcons were off or asking for too much, mm-hmm. or they just didn't want to trade up, so they went and did something that might help them get through this year. I mean, they got a good enough defense. They've got offensive weapons. All they really need is a quarterback. And it depends oh. too on how high the Falcons are on like Kyle Pitts, basically. Like, because if they trade down, they basically lose him. So maybe right. they right. wanna wanna make sure they get him. Who knows? So now that we mentioned Teddy Bridgewater boys, and he got traded for a sixth round pick today, do you guys think he, that he can claim that job? Uh, it all depends on who they bring it. If it's just him and Drew Locke, yes. Yeah, I, I really think that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he had. You know, the beginning of last year, he actually was playing pretty decently. Ended up falling off a cliff. But I do believe the Broncos overall is a more complete team than the Panthers is. Their defense is going to be nasty this year. 
and their See, offensive line is better. As an offense, I don't really know if I necessarily be- necessarily believe that. I think the Panthers have quite a lot of weapons that he could have given the ball to. It's just I kind of think he fell off a cliff. I don't think it was them as a team that necessarily fell off a cliff. Well, I think it has more to do with their offensive line. It was very Yeah, it was pretty yeah. Where the Broncos actually have a, a, a pretty decent compared to the Panthers, their offensive line is better. So I agreed. Mean, agreed. I think they were pretty much patchwork in their right. offensive line. Right. So I'm thinking maybe give Bridgewater a little bit more protection. I'm not saying they're instantly Super Bowl contenders or even playoff mm-hmm. contenders necessarily, but in our message board today, boys, what were we talking about that uh, you, you thought another podcast was maybe listening to us, a comparison we made last episode? It was between uh, your QB there, Ron. Oh, the, what did they, the, Daniel, what, the Daniel Jones thing? Yeah. yeah you really want to go back to that? <laughs> yeah, I do. Ridiculous. <laughs> Why don't you enlighten the listeners? So some random podcast that's not nearly as good as ours um (laughs) had daniel jones down at like 20 and i'm sorry his rushing ability alone is not going to get him down to 20 that's funny because we listed about 20 quarterbacks that put him in about 20 that that you liked better and one of those was sam darnold that jj and ryan liked better too yeah and one of those was sam darnold so that's all right we'll have that list starting week one and we'll keep those stats up Look, and you know, these were way too early. I haven't statted anybody out yet, so we'll see what happens, but yeah, Daniel Jones is only going to go up from 10 on your list. No, no, I mean, in all honesty, he could drop a few, but mm-hmm. like a few or 10 drops. I don't think he drops down to 20. Yeah, tens of few. I, I don't think he drops all the way down to 20. I don't think it's possible. He's going to finish that season at 19 and Ron's going to be like, I told you so. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I'd be like, we're drafting a quarterback. Well, <laughs> if he is to be in the top 10, he's going to need a lot of help. And there was some news provided today, which might give him that help. You want yeah, to talk about Saquon, that, Ron? Saquon Barkley looks like he's going to be a hundred percent for the start of the season. I just want to say after Adrian Peterson tore his ACLK back, he almost broke the rushing record. So, I mean, Saquon Barkley, one extra game, huh? Come on, maybe. You're saying 2,000 yards with an extra game? Maybe. Off an ACL? Maybe. Peterson did it. Ballsy. Yeah, I'm not saying he's actually going to do it. I'm just saying it's, you know, it could happen. Well, if he's the reason why he won't be a top 10 QB, because Saquon Barkley is just going to get the ball a lot next No, year. Saquon Barkley will never rush for <laughs> – I don't think he'll ever rush for 2,000 yards. Our team isn't good enough. We don't stay – we won't stay in games that easily for that long. Like, we'll have to pass the ball in order to – but he could finish uh, – Saquon could finish with 1,200 yards and 800 receiving yards. That's possible. And Daniel Jones can complete games with two interceptions and two fumbles every game. Strong possibility of that, too. Yeah, but he also could not. <laughs> it's also a possibility that every other quarterback gets injured and Daniel Jones finishes as the QB1 because there's no competition. All right, let's not go to crazy land now. <laughs> All right, Flowers was also traded from Miami to the Washington football team, right? Yeah. <laughs> that deserves that. <laughs> Cued yourself. I did. I did. That was that was a clown take, but it was fun. 
All right, before you rudely interrupt me with that clown music, Flowers was also traded from Miami to the team formerly known as the D.C. Springles, the Washington football team. Um, so he's heading home. What fantasy value that'll give to the Washington football team? I don't know if it's any, but that's really the only news that's happened in the last two days. I love how everyone's like, he's headed home. He started on the Giants. They're calling it home. He calls it and home. He, was, it's he home. was a revolving door when he was with the Giants. So maybe you're looking forward to him heading home in air quotes. I'm pretty sure he was a first-round draft pick by the Giants, too, and it was lost big time. Man, I I hated when he was on our team. So you're saying welcome back to the division with open arms? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I honestly don't know how he still has a job. I guess he did do better after he left the Giants, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. He did not play well when he was with us. Oh, should have been a Patriot instead. Yeah. Sorry, Ben won. <laughs> All right, Ron, what are we getting into tonight? All right, so for today, we are doing our way too early wide receiver and tight end rankings. The night before the draft. The Perfect night time. before the draft. Um, since we don't have JJ, he sent us this list, and I'm going to go ahead and read them off real quick. Uh, number one, he's got Trey Quinn from the Saints. Uh, number two, he's, oh, oh no, that's not. Oh no, no, that's right. Continue. Oh, is that the right list? Yeah. Let's keep going. (laughs) Uh, number two, he's got, uh, uh, obviously it's KJ KJ Hamler's number three. KJ Hamler's number three. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of any more off my head like this. (laughs) I love JJ. His number one tight end is Jeremy Sprinkle. Um, yep. <laughs> who else could it be? Right, exactly. All right. No, his real list, uh, starting from one, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, and C D Lamb. Uh only big surprise for me is Lamb on that list. Uh, I mean the potential for it is there. C.D. Lamb, I think, is going to move into their number one spot there. Uh, I mean, Dallas has got a lot of receiving options. And as I kind of predicted, I'm kind of hoping a certain tight end goes there and steals some more targets because Ron would absolutely love that. But uh, I really kind of would because then their defense would still be horrible and they're (laughs) still going to lose because they are going to be giving up so many points. Not that Daniel Jones can win in a shootout anyway, but... Last year. Um... His tight end, starting with one, no surprise, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, George Kittle. Waller. TJ Hawkinson at four, Mark Andrews at five, Logan Thomas at six, Noah Fant at seven, Dallas Godair at eight. Uh, Number nine is Kyle Pitts. And number 10, Johnny Smith. I'm surprised he's got Johnny Smith over uh, Hunter. So he truly believes that Johnny Smith's going to be the number one tight end of that offense. Oh, so do I. I'm, I think I'm, Hunter was brought in. I think they're going to use them both, to be honest. I do too, but I think Hunter's going to get more targets than Jonu. I think Jonu's going to be more of the red zone target, but I think Hunter's going to be pretty close and get more volume of targets. See, I feel like Hunter's going to be like the blocker. That's what be, I was yeah. thinking, more of a blocking tight end. Well, well I, I guess you were wrong because we'll he's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will get into our top 10 uh, wide receivers here. Uh, Joe, why don't you kick us off? 
Oh, really? You're going to kick it to me again this early? Yeah, I, I got my list all this time. I'm not copying. Oh, but you still need to do your notes as always. All right, boys and girls. Oh, so starting at number one, very uncontroversial. It's a little bit different than JJ's. It's not Tyreek Hill, but I've got Devontae Adams at number one. I mean, absolutely uncovered role last year. They moved them all around the field. You can't cover the man. He's just awesome. Second is Tyreek Hill. Last year he had 15 touchdowns. He's an absolute speed demon. And, I mean, can't go wrong with him. Number three, I've got DeAndre Hopkins. So that's the same pairing with uh, J.J. here. He had 1,407 yards. And, I mean, he had 12.12 averaging on catches last year and six touchdowns. I could see those touchdown numbers actually going up this year with uh, Larry Fitzgerald leaving. Number four, I've got Stefan Diggs, who absolutely broke out for being a good receiver with 1,130 yards the year before to 1,535 yards last year. Number five, I've got the beast incarnate DK Metcalf, who last year had 1,303 yards, 10 touchdowns, and is just an athletic monster. No matter how you plan for this guy, he's also just an absolute animal, and look for him to do that again this year. And number six, I've got Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, who I think is going to be just as good with Justin Herbert this year. Wait for that chemistry to get even better because Allen is just a target hog and a volume monster. And number seven, I've got Justin Jefferson. I believe he's going to become the true number one in Minnesota. Uh, if teams don't figure him out, he's going to be a good value this year in fantasy drafts. And number eight, I've got a JJ favorite here, Allen Robinson. Just a target volume, man. He's played with some garbage QVs in his past. Mitch Trubitsky, to name one. And he played with all of host of Jacksonville quarterbacks. So, you know, going now to Andy Dalton, he shouldn't have a problem. At number nine, I've got Michael Thomas, who has the ability to end up number two on this list if he stays healthy for the entire year. The only concerns here are the quarterbacks he's going to be playing with, which are going to be Winston and Tyson Hill. If he stays healthy, though, he's he can jump up this list. And at number 10, I've got A.J. Brown, just on the sheer volume of targets he's going to get with John U. Smith and Corey Davis being gone. He's going to be a target hog in that offense, so he's going to break the top 10. Yeah, I like your list. Uh, I can't think of too much. Uh, most of the guys that you have in yours, I also have in mine. And if I yep. don't have in, have them in mind, they're right on the outskirts. Uh, I'll run down mine real quick. The first two are exact same as yours, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Uh, both of those guys are just supreme at their positions. I'll stop you right there just to spark some more conversation for our podcast. Do you guys believe that both those wide receivers are worth top five or six picks in fantasy drafts this year? Five or six. Uh, in the snake format, obviously not the yeah. auction because it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. I guess I, I wouldn't be mad if someone took him at five and six, but I feel like there's probably still running backs. I would rather take there instead. Especially if you go wide receiver, um, it's gonna be real slim at running back the next time yeah. you get around. Next time you're around, um, late first round, then I'd say definitely that. Yeah, I would say in late first round, I would be more okay with it. But all right, boys. Second part of the question: There's extra credit on this test. Devonte Adams or Travis Kelsey? Devonte. Ron's taking deep thinker here. 
Well, my thing is, historically, uh, if you're not getting Travis Kelsey at tight end, you're not having a very good time at tight end. <laughs> even See, with the, the other one, even with the other ones that are really good, they're still inconsistent at times. You're you're still going to get that those weeks where you get like two fantasy points. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that with Travis Kelsey. Man, I would not want to be stuck with this decision here because Devontae Adams is an absolute beast at this position. But like Ron said here, Travis Kelsey is just you indestructible at this position. And it's a lot easier, I feel like, to find a wide receiver than a tight end in fantasy. Wide receiver depth is but I wouldn't say that for anyone else in the tight end position right now. You guys bring up a good point. So Devontae Adams, um, he was pretty much 30 points ahead of the second place wide receiver, which was Tyreek Hill last season. Um 30 points ahead of the third guy pretty much all the way down to once you get to number four, he's ahead by about 50 points. So that's kind of significant. But then when you look at tight end, um, Kelsey with 312, Darren Waller with 278. So it's like 23, 30 points, but then the drop from number one and number two is massive. So number three, you had Robert Tanyan. With 170 sets. So, I mean, you almost talked, that's over 100 points in a fantasy season. So, I guess I changed my answer. I would take Travis Kelsey over Devontae Adams. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Wow. Someone on our podcast admitted they were wrong and changed their answer. I know. It's amazing. We have a first. I listen to fats. (laughs) (laughs) We listen to logic sometimes. All right. I'll, uh, Continue down my list if you're done with all your questions, Joe. I'm done interrupting you. Let's go. Okay. All right. Number three, Stefan Diggs. Uh, he's just the only guy in that offense. I know they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen is looking for Stefan Diggs first and second. And then maybe he'll look for a different wide receiver. Number four, DeAndre Hopkins, like Joe said, his touchdowns have got to come up this year. Uh, I think he had, what, what did you say, like six, if that? Yeah, he had six. Yeah, like that's, no. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes over 10 touchdowns this year. He could very easily beat the wide receiver one at the end of the year. Mm. I can make that case for any four of those wide receivers in the top four. I'd say he's still a rung below Devontae. I think Devontae is the clear number one this year still, but we'll see. Going in, yes. But what I'm saying is by the end of the year, DeAndre Hopkins could very easily be the wide receiver one. Not going to hate if I end up with him, put it that way. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, Number five, Keenan Allen. Just like Joe said, he's probably going to be a target monster. Just going to grow with uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, Number six, Justin Jefferson. I think uh, the tide is turning in Minnesota where he's going to be the one and Thielen will be the two. They have a good run game. They'll be able to work that play action. And, I mean, Justin Jefferson was just electric last year. Even if he loses some of his production, he's still going to be putting up amazing numbers for you. Uh, Number seven, I have Calvin Ridley. Uh, 
I don't think Julio will be able to play the full season. I'm hoping he plays more than he did last year. He might be getting traded. If he gets traded, Calvin Ridley will probably move up this list. Um, when Julio wasn't there, he balled out. And he is the touchdown guy on that team. Even when Julio's there, Calvin Ridley is the touchdown guy. Uh, number eight, I have A.J. Brown. It's going to be a target monster. They don't have – they lost Johnny Smith. They lost Corey Davis. He's their only person at this moment. Uh, number nine, D.K. Metcalf. He'd be higher if I wasn't worried about this offense running the ball so much. Uh, I think they tried the experiment of letting Russell Wilson throw the ball more. And yes, he was putting up amazing yards and everything, but their team was not winning games as much. And then they switched to running that ball more and they started winning games with less production. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plus they fired their offensive coordinator, who is one of the most run heavy people in the league because, because he didn't want to run the ball enough. So that's weird. (laughs) <laughs> I just, I would, they're going to run the ball. It seems like every play, it's like, I can't get it past my mind that it's going to be first down, second down, running the ball. And if that doesn't work, then on third down, they may pass. It's the Giants old formula to winning games, run, run, pass. Yeah. I and, But it works if you have the pieces around you and the, the Seahawks do. They do. Like, so hard to move them up. So something interesting. Hold on, I got one more. Pivot. I'm going to pivot. pivot from my original number 10 because I looked down a few, and I'm going to put Terry McLaurin in at 10. I think with Fitzpatrick coming in, bombing that down the field, Terry McLaurin's an amazing wide receiver. He is just going to – I think he's going to feast. Most of the defenses in the East and the NFC East aren't great. He's got He gets the Cowboys twice a year, the Eagles twice a year, so I think he could put up a lot of fantasy points on those four games alone. Um, and even the Giants have a good defense, but I think out of the two games, one of the games, he still had a, a respectable fantasy output against Bradbury. So I think I'm going to drop Julio down and uh, bring Terry McLaurin up to 10. I, re- I really want to find – a reason to shit on your list because I'm still shell shocked from last year when we were arguing about top 10 wide receivers and you trying to tell me Julio Jones was going to have a better season than Devontae Adams. And just for historic proponents of this podcast, I was dead right on that one. Uh, but you're definitely right about the wide receiver there for Atlanta. He is a target hog. And speaking of wide receivers for Atlanta right now, uh, AJ Brown came out and posted on. Uh, Twitter that he would absolutely consider giving up. He said, I would give up number 11 if this happens. And he was talking about trading for Julio Jones. Um, <laughs> could you imagine that offense between Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, AJ Brown and Julio? He's, yeah, that'd be wild. he's trying to, he's trying to recruit the guy. That, yeah. that would be absolutely interesting as hell. Especially if Julio stays healthy because AJ Brown and Julio are kind of the same I want to say the same wide receiver, but like they're both big, fast, athletic freaks. Like obviously 
Julio's getting older. He's, you know, probably lost a little bit, but still, that would be wild. It just tells you how much he wants him on his team that he says he's willing to give up number 11, which is his number yeah. for Julio, who is number 11. Like, uh, yeah, that, that yeah. offense would be fun. I'd be, I'd be interested if that happened. I would tune into that offense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that I think Julio would be any better for fantasy. You know I'm not a fan of Julio because he's not a good red zone target. But, I mean, I could still that see that helping. A lot of his fantasy upside. I could still see that helping A.J. Brown. All right, Ryan, why don't you jump into your list? All right. The one downside to always being last is I never have anything new to bring. Um, I thought my bombshell would be having number 10, Terry McLaurin, but then Ron stole it with his pivot. <laughs> so, spoiler alert, I do have Terry McLaurin at number 10. Fitzmagic is coming to town. Game changing. And, and I think McLaurin benefits the most from that. Well, if you want um, to be different, you should go from 10 to 1. True. He's going to be number 1. Mark it here. No, I, I think said he it. was saying start from 10 and go up to one. Ooh, we want to go backwards? I don't think he okay. was saying move McLaurin to one. I'll do it. It's just do one it, zero. It's just I'll one zero it. away. All right. So number 10, I put Terry McLaurin, obvious reasons. Um, Number nine, I put Keenan Allen. Um, Now that I'm thinking about it, I maybe should have put him higher. But as we talked about on Monday, I really like the odds of Justin Herbert being a top quarterback this season. And I think Keenan Allen is going to be his main target. Sounds like uh, we're all going to be bidding up Justin Herbert in the auction league this year. Yep. No, <laughs> number eight, I put Justin Jefferson. I uh, had an amazing season last season. Uh, I see him just building off of that and becoming even better. What do you got for us, Ron? Ron has some news. The Giants picked up Saquon Barkley's fifth-year option. Ooh. No way. Didn't I was legitimately getting worried. Because Gettleman was, Gettleman was like going back and forth with it. That'd be like really he was coming stupid out saying like, "Oh, we got to see about his health and all this, yada yada yada." He was waiting to see if he'd be ready week one, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't care if he is ready week one. You pick up his fifth year option. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, because gentleman is an idiot, man. Like, why even do that? You, everyone knows you're gonna pick up his option. You don't need to yeah. play the smokescreen game. Yeah. Like, why is he still your GM? Yeah, He's an idiot. Because we I'm haven't still, lost I'm enough. Still sorry, yet. Ron. Give us one more year. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, sorry. All right, sorry, go ahead, Ryan. <clears throat> nope, no problem. Uh, so number seven, I put A.J. Brown. Finished number 12 last season, but that was with only 14 games. He was averaging about 17 points per game on PPR leads, so definitely think he's top 10 if he can play every day, uh, play all season. Number six, Calvin Ridley. Finished number seven last season. I think if Julio does end up being traded or gets injured like he always does, uh, then Ridley's role in that offense is just starting to grow. Number five, DK Metcalf. I mean, you guys talked about that one pretty thoroughly. Yep. Number four, DeAndre Hopkins. Like you guys said, his his touchdown totals are a concern. I think that's what's really preventing him from being, like, number one. Um, number three, Tyreek Hill. Don't even feel like I need to explain that. Uh, number two, Devontae Adams. I didn't put him number one just because I still feel like Green Bay is going to go out and get, like, a big wide receiver and might take some targets away from Devante. And then number one, I put Stefan Dids because like Ron said, that's Josh Allen's first, second, and third choice. Fourth choice would be throwing the ball away. And then fifth would be if he can't do that, whoever, whatever are the receivers available. So I put Stefan Dids up at number one. I that's think real. I'll throw the ball away before targeting another <laughs> <one of the> <laughs> 
He's like, I'm going to throw it away. Oh, nope. I'm still Emmanuel in the pocket. Sanders is open, but man, the side of the field. <laughs> pretty. No, de- no defenders over there. I'm going to go that way. No defenders over there. Um, oh. So that's why I have Stefan Dids up at number one for this upcoming season. There you so go, Joe. There so you, you said there was no surprises in your top 10, but putting Stefan Diggs at number one, I think is a pretty good surprise. I did that, not that's, expect that. That's true. I just feel like he's such a go-to for Josh Allen that he is, I mean, he's going to be the first look that Josh Allen goes to every play. Okay. Is that still your take after Ryan with five white Russians in this year's draft gets to him? Maybe I might, maybe I'll pay $200 for him. I don't know. Or maybe you'll take Terry McLaurin at his auction price. I'm all, I'm, what's the mats I'm allowed to spend? Like 180? How many rounds are there? Um, Not rounds for one, nerd. Well, I'm drinking water this year because. Drinking water? You're going to be so hydrated during the draft? Maybe vodka water. I don't know. But there's going to be water involved somewhere. Because the, the day Beer, after the water. draft was, was rough. Yeah, um, beer, water, beer, water, beer, water. Hey, I could do that. Uh, and that, or I could do hard seltzer. That's like a twofer. Well, it's got water works. in it, right? I mean, technically all alcohol has water in it, right? right it's got to be the base of everything. And <laughs> so no crazy tates here. And I can hop right into my tight end list if you guys would like. I think you should because you don't get to give any surprises. So right, and I I do think you guys aren't going to love my tight end list, but that's fine. Um, number one, Travis Kelsey, just because, duh. Um, number two, Darren Waller. I feel like that's an obvious one as well. Waller, Waller. Number three, and I know I was high on him last year, and you guys didn't have a ton of faith in him, but I put T.J. Hawkinson. Um, having golf come in has me a little bit nervous but they did lose jones and Galladay. i think hawkinson could see an insane number of targets um so i had him at number three number four i put george kettle if he stays healthy i think he's number two but staying healthy is the big thing um so i put him down to number four number five mark andrews another thing if he didn't stay healthy all season i don't think he played all season last year um so i have him at number five Number six, Robert Tunyan. I actually didn't realize that he finished number three last year, um, but he got re-signed. No competition's been added, so I think it's a perfect situation for him. Number seven, Noah Fant. Uh, top Noah tight, fantastic. Top ten tight end last season, even with the roller coaster they had with Lockett and injured and everything else. Number eight, uh, Kyle Pitts. I think whatever team takes, that takes him is going to use him. The dude's a freak. Yeah, um, I, I, I honestly think if he comes out and plays as well as what people think, he thinks he will, um, he could be like a top five. He could be in that top three range of those guys right before the drop-off that we were talking about. Um, number nine, Dallas Godert. Uh, he had some really good games last season. He wasn't super consistent, but he did have some big games. I think, uh, some consistency with Jalen hurts there could help him. Um, then number 10, I put Johnny Smith. A little bit of a homer pick. I'll give you guys that. But the Patriots have shown they know how to use tight ends in the passing game. I think I think he's going to be their main uh, receiving tight end. I see Hunter Henry being more of a blocker. Um, and whoever it is that we have coming in at quarterback, I think Johnny would be an amazing security blanket 
shutdown passes to him. He's a big guy. Should be able to reel in those short short yardage targets. Still not as much of a homer pick as Daniel Jones is for top 10 quarterbacks list. That is oh as God, homer as go. you can get. <laughs> <laughs> um, get over it. Ryan, I do like your list here. Um, George Kittle, you've got him at four. Even with injury concerns, I think he's light years ahead of every other tight end besides Travis Kelsey on this list. So even with that risk, I would still stick him up at two, though. But overall, I think your list is pretty good. Uh, my only problem is Tunyon. Uh, he finished where he did last year because of touchdowns. Well, he had a very high touchdown that I just don't think is going to repeat itself. That's true. I do. He, he, I mean, and then when you look at his game log, I did have it up. Um, his first few games were just insane. Uh, so he had one second. He had a game stretch where he, where is it? Like the 27 point game versus Atlanta in week four really is what put him so far ahead in points. I mean, when you look at the list, he was basically tied with the Nets three or four tight ends last season because it was that close. Um, but, but the reason why he's so high on many lists, and I think it's going to continue to this year, is there literally was no production at the tight end position for fantasy football last year. You're right. Just, you're going to have weeks where if you don't have Travis Kelsey, Kelsey or a healthy George Kittle, where you're just going to get destroyed at that position. So I'll take a few big weeks from Robert Tanyan as opposed to some of these other options. I still and, like him in the top 10. And I still have him at number six, so it's not like I have him super high. I mean, if those if those first five are gone, then I I think he's – I mean, maybe I'd take the Dambo and Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. over Robert Tanyan just because – I think whatever team takes him is going to try to use him as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much the only one that I ranked lower that I would take a chance on if he's available. Yeah, and this is typically my position that I like to stream anyway. So I'm looking for the guy that's going to be a touchdown target in certain weeks. And Tanyan is a good one to target anyway. He He's someone that might be on your waivers depending on your league and favoritism towards other tight ends. And in an auction league, you could probably get him for a dollar. I don't see him going early where he's going to get bitted up or anything like that. My main issue with it is exactly what you said about Devontae Adams. I think they bring someone in, in the draft and that's going to steal away work from the tight end. Um, or if they don't severely piss Aaron Rodgers off. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Rodgers had a historic year last year, so his numbers are bound to come down a little bit. Not saying he's going to tank and do like 20 touchdowns or anything like that, but or get benched for Jordan Love, right? I'm not saying anything <laughs> like that. He's still going to be a very good quarterback because he is a very good quarterback. But I think his touchdowns come down, Devontae Adams' touchdowns, you know, everybody's touchdowns are going to come down because of the team itself's touchdowns are going to come down. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you add in, please God, them drafting a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> That'll take some touchdowns away. That's why I feel like Tunyon is going to not finish up in the top 10. I don't have him in mind. So you don't even think he'll finish top 10? Nope, I don't have him top 10. I have 11. He's 11. Okay, which, who do you... As we discussed earlier, was, you know, between 5 and, like, 15. It's mm-hmm. all. So so I'm curious. Who do you have him ahead... Who do you have ahead of him at 10? Uh, 
No offense. Okay. Sure. All right, so we're, ju- we're we're jumping into that, Ron. So why don't you do yours and JJ's list then? I already re- did. I read JJ's list. I read JJ's nope. list at the beginning of the nope. show. No, you're good. Not the tight end. Pretty sure I did. Um, my list is: <laughs> I got Travis Kelsey one, George Kittle two. I think they are head and shoulders above the rest. Uh, George Kittle obviously has some injury worry, but most of the time he plays through his injuries. It was a pretty bad one he sustained last year that he wasn't able to bounce back from. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, got Mark Andrews. Number four, Waller. Um, number five, I got Hawkinson. I got Kyle Pitts at six. John Smith at seven. Dallas Godert at eight. The Godert. The Godert. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. at nine. Oh, and there it is. Then Noah Fant at 10. All right, Ron. Why? Why him? <laughs> Irv Smith Jr. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Because they, you know, Kyle Rudolph is no longer there. True. Kyle Rudolph was <clears throat> one of their touchdown guys. Historically, Kirk Cousins has always liked to go to Kyle Rudolph in the red zone. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. is an athletic freak. Uh, He's about that age where tight ends start to break out. Generally, it takes them three to four years, and he's been in the league. I think it's this is his fourth year, I believe, he's going into. Mm -hmm. Um, He played well in the time he actually had last year, and I think think now that there's not a second tight end there, that he's going to get all those tight end targets, and I think he's going to finish – bottom but in the top 10 i mean he did have a pretty big uh the last two weeks where he actually played in dark receptions he did have some big games um well by big i mean so 12 points on week 14 16 i mean 17 points week 16 pretty quiet 12 points from end every week and be happy yep (laughs) pretty unless it's travis kelsey unless it's travis kelsey right yeah Pretty quiet the rest of the season, but like you said, Kyle Rudolph gone. So, right. Um, plus, with Justin Jefferson taking the top off, that's going to leave the middle of the field. They're going to be rolling the coverage to Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just opens up the middle of the field more for Irv Smith. And he's not super fast, but he's got some speed to him. So, if he can get ahead of steam going, he's going to plow over a few guys before he goes down at least. So, that's fair. I like it. I think uh and you got Janu pretty high, right? Janu at seven. Uh he's more athletic and I do believe a better pass catcher than Hunter Henry. Uh I think I wouldn't be surprised if they're both on the field eighty to ninety percent of the time together, running two tight end sets. I mean yep. I guess it could go either way. But I just feel like John Smith is the more athletic, the more the better route runner, more likely to be open over Hunter Henry. Well, the amount of money the Patriots played, the Patriots paid to get those two tight ends, I foresee them having them both on the field as much as possible. Who did yeah. they pay more? John, I believe. And they went out and got John first. Yeah. Or two. 
Well, so, boys, we might not just have a first. There might be a second, I might have to admit here. But uh, that that second won't be right now. We'll, we'll get down that list first. Actually, third. So the second will be that uh, we did go down JJ's list because I just remembered already saying Waller once in this yeah. episode. So <laughs> we, we definitely did go down that list. So that'll be the second time we've admitted that we're wrong on this episode. Oh, man. So now I'll go down my list if you guys are all set. Yep. Okay. So starting at number one here, I've got Travis Kelsey. I mean, 20.3 oh, fantasy. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> Never saw that one coming. 20.3 fantasy points a game. I mean, come on. He's a number one wide receiver here. He, Wasn't he, like, if you put his numbers as, like, a wide receiver, I'm pretty sure he was, like, a top 15 wide receiver. Yeah, he's he's insane. He's yeah. just someone to consider in the first round. Um, he would have been ranked number four in wide receivers. I'm, I'm a very running back dependent player when playing fantasy football and i may consider trying to get him this year if it wasn't a keeper league but i promise you if it's a keeper league that person's keeping him um number two i've got george kittle simply for the fact that i mean him and kelsey are just light years ahead of every tight end in this group even with the injury concern if he comes back healthy he's an absolute monster so i'll take that risk on him and number three, I agreed with Ron here, which doesn't happen often on the show. I have Mark Andrews at number three over Darren Waller, simply for the fact that I think he's the only option in the Baltimore offense that can actually catch the ball from their quarterback, who I don't believe can really pass, and I'm not big on. Um, number four, I've got Waller himself. Number five, I've got TJ Hawkinson, who I think is emerging as a big target down there in Detroit. And honestly, what wide receivers do they have there right now? The day before the draft, they may have someone after tomorrow. If they don't, he's going to be an absolute target hog. And Jared Goff loves his tight ends. He does. So he may even finish higher on this list, maybe be number three by the end of this. Um, Number six, I have Robert Tanyan. So I agreed with Ryan there. Um, Touchdown dependent. Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback. This is where you have the real drop off on the list, I think, right after five. Um, so there's different sections where you've got your your top two and then your next three who you can be comfortable with, with playing every week. And then this is where you start getting into your flexes, I feel like. So Tanya at six, I feel comfortable playing him and starting him starting week one. You can reevaluate after that. Um, number seven, I have Kyle Pitts simply for the fact that he's a rookie coming into this. I don't think we have an OJ Howard situation here. I think he's going to come into the league and be very good, hopefully with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> at number eight i've got logan thomas who i think is going to be a ryan fitzpatrick favorite he's going to be a security Ooh. blanket i think he's going to be very good at number nine this is where i'm going to have to admit i was wrong coming in with my rankings because both ron and ryan have convinced me now i have hunter henry here but that might be john U. smith so instead of hunter henry or john U. smith here i'm just going to insert favorite patriots tight end because they're very tight end. <laughs> so that is my number nine ranking favorite Patriots tight end because they're a very tight end dependent system. And whoever <laughs> appears number one is going to be in your top 10 of tight ends. I mean, it's possible both could be there. It's that's I was how just going to say that with how tight ends are, you know, like we said, between six and 15, it's a matter mm-hmm. of five, 10 points at the end of the year. There's a chance they both could finish in the top 10. So number nine is just New England Patriots tight end. Insert your favorite. And then number 10 is Noah Fantastic. Um, he 
might have been a little bit even higher on my list now that Teddy Bridgewater is going there, who I think is going to take the job from Denver's current starting quarterback, who I don't think is that good. But I, I, uh, I like your list, and I like that you mentioned. I don't think any of us, any of us, had Logan Thomas on. I believe JJ, the silent, the ghost, JJ, of, the ghost of JJ Laplante. I believe had him on his yeah, list. Yeah, and you know yeah, what? When I was I, making my list, I didn't even think I, of him. I missed that one. Um, yeah, he should. Um, I. I th- he'll be in the top 10 somewhere. I think, I think you're right. I did exclude Godert though. I did not have Mr. Godert on my list, which is weird. Cause you're so high on Jalen hurts. And I think Godert is their best pass catcher on the team at the moment. Yeah. Funny how that happens. Huh? So, yeah, so that's what I mean. Like you're so <laughs> high on Godert or uh, Jalen hurts, but Godert doesn't make your top 10 tight ends. It kind of baffles me a little bit. Hey, Ron, so, can, you, can you, can you hit that, that glass? segment for me and then i'll explain why well that's because you know Ertz is still there so we'll see if he gets traded oh wait Ertz didn't get released or anything yet i thought he got released oh did he released um i'm not privy to that so let me see maybe maybe he will be in the top 10 i think ryan needs to look that up for us well sports illustrated just said he, the end of Zach Ertz's Eagles run expected to come this weekend. Mm, um, so he's still on the roster. He is still on the roster. He's been on the trade block, but no, no takers. So um, I'll, I'll make this prediction then. If uh, Ertz remains on the roster, um, neither one of them will be in the top ten. That's true. I what, thought he got released already. Honestly. So more as a general question, like we've talked about before, it was a really weird year for tight ends. It was either yeah the superstar Kelsey. Or Waller. And then it was everybody else. Do you guys foresee it being a more competitive tight end race this season? Or do you think it's going to kind of be the same thing where it's going to be those top two guys and then the cliff? I, I think, think you how, might... I think how Joe said it earlier is perfect. You're going to have the top two guys, which are Kelsey and Kittle. And then the next three, you'll be comfortable with. Like you're still going to get your weeks where they let you down. But mm-hmm. overall, you'll be comfortable with those three. And then after that, it's going to be hope for the touchdown. I so think that's... let's say you're in like a 12-man snake draft, right? Mm-hmm. Kelsey and Tittle are gone early because that's just what's going to happen naturally. How early do you consider taking You know those guys that might be in the next three just to have that consistent tight end? I'm waiting until towards the end of the draft. I'm not comfortable with this position. I if it's one of those three, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, and I don't know, according to my list, it would be Hawkinson at the moment. Kyle Pitts could rise on this depending on where he goes. He's the wild card here. Um, yeah. He really is. Um seventh round. Okay. If if they're still there. If, but if if those guys aren't there at seven, I I would just wait and I would have to stream. Yeah, because, and I'm not I'm not spending much on them in an auction league either. Yeah, I I mean maybe five, six bucks if I can get if I can get Waller or Andrews for five or six bucks, I'd be happy with that. That's not gonna kill my team and it's not gonna yep. uh, leave me needing anything anywhere else really. And I think where Pitts is going is going to be huge because like if he goes to the Falcons, he'll be the starting tight end. But like if, if he ends up going to like the Dolphins, for example, where you got Desaki there, it's going to be tough to really know 
well, how well he's going to do. The Falcons have Hayden Hurst, who they just traded for last year for a second round oh, pick. That's true too. Who was number ten tight end last year? Actually, yeah, like they're not gonna. I I honestly think Pitts does not go to Falcons. I don't think he goes to the Bengals. Dolphins. Uh, I don't think he goes. He, I don't know. I really don't know. Here, here's know, another. Here's another feeling too. Even Detroit at number seven. I mean, they have T.J. Hawkinson. Right. I mean, who's eight? Who's at eight? Panthers. That might. That might be the spot. No. Panthers. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, the Panthers at eight. I think that's where I had him mocked, isn't it? Um, I can look really quick. I had him going to the Falcons. I think. No, I didn't. I had no because you had someone trading up for that. I had the Patriots trading up at that. Yeah. If they anticipate trading Julio. They might take him at number four. I think they would take a wide receiver. I think if they are serious about no. trading Julio, no, they won't. If take they're smart, they take four. defense or trade back because they need defensive players. If they trade back, I still so, don't think it's going to be a wide receiver. By so JJ, due to a sabotage, had Kyle Pitts going to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Originally, he had him going to the Dolphins. Yeah. Joe had Kyle Pitts going to the Cowboys through a trade, which Ron hates. Right. Ron had them going to the Panthers. Yeah. I had them going to the Dolphins. Yeah. See, I, I feel like the Panthers would be the team that has a need. And he's the most fantasy relevant with. And he's the most fantasy relevant. Honestly, if he goes to the Panthers, I think Sam Darnold's going to love him. That's true. And the oh. Dolphins, he's going to be splitting with Gisecki. Right. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, I think eventually he'd, pro- he'd overtake Gisecki and – you know, he'd be the one and they'd probably phase out Gasicki, but it wouldn't happen right away. Right. But that's still two tight ends in that offense. And as for the Cowboys, while Ron would absolutely hate it because they have a lot of weapons, it's just that they have a lot of weapons there. Yeah. And they have Blake Jarwin coming back from injury. Yeah. And the Lions already have Hawkinson. So there's your two tight end sets there. I mean, that's right. something the Lions might look to do, though, because there's no wide receivers there. So build on a strength. So I could see that happening too, even with where we sabotaged JJ in that one spot, him to the lions might not be a bad thing. They might just take it on best player available. If he goes to the lions, he's dropping out of my top 10. And it's going to drop Hawkinson. Like, I mean, I had Hawkinson down, maybe not out of top 10, but Kyle Pitts will not be in my top 10 if he gets drafted to the lions. So you think though, best place he can end up for fantasy is probably the Panthers. Yeah. Where I don't think he'll fall any farther than that. No. I think even if a team doesn't need him, if he's available past that, they're going to snag him immediately. Yeah. Like I think about. All right. So Ron would jump up and down for joy for this, but how would he do on the Giants if he somehow got to your team? If he got to the Giants, I think the Giants would draft him and then they would trade Evan Ingram because there's already been trade talks about Evan Ingram. Well, he's so inconsistent. Evan Ingram is yep. he's tough for especially yeah. if you're a Giants fan. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be upset if the Giants traded up a little bit to get Kyle Pitts and then traded Evan Ingram. I think a player like Kyle Pitts would make Daniel Jones look phenomenal. Going into tomorrow, Kyle Pitts is the wild card of the entire draft. He is that and uh the Falcons number four. I was gonna, yep. you, whatever between they do. Those two between that player and that pick, I anything could happen. Shocker, New England trades up. They're doing three tight end sets now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I would 
Well, I would try for fantasy. I would try for our division. Three tight ends that are actually really good tight ends would just be such a a Bill Belichick move to make. It would be a Bill Belichick move. Belichick would just be like, how can I screw over the biggest number of people? The quickest. (laughs) It would be like doing that. And do something innovative that nobody else has thought of. Oh, that's right. Three tight end sets. Yeah, make it work. We will win games because of these three tight end sets. (laughs) And Kendrick Bourne. So I definitely think we're going to have to do some rankings after the draft uh, because so much of it is going to be draft dependent. Um, I know a lot of us didn't have rookies in our top tens, but I still think they could have a huge impact on what happens in in that frame. Going towards training camp, we're definitely going to have different rankings here. This is way too early. Top 10 for a reason. Um, do, you, do you guys foresee us having top 10 wide receivers that are rookies like we did for Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf? Like, do you see Jalen Waddle or Jamar Chase or any of those guys? It 100% depends on where they go. If, if Jamar Chase went to Cincy at, what is it, four? Uh, Six. No, five. They're five. Who's four? Five. Oh, Falcons are four, right. So if, if Jamar Chase went to the Bengals at five, I could see an avenue where he hit top ten. No, there's too many there's too many wide receivers there. Tyler Boyd yeah. and the guy they got in the second round there. Who's he their is. clear number one? Yeah, he was their clear number one now. But their defense is still pretty bad and they'll have to throw the ball a lot. And I think Jamar Chase would supplant Tyler Boyd. Not Higgins, though. I think Higgins would be the one. No, 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 not Higgins. But I mean, there's a chance. Because they're probably going to have to throw the ball a lot because they're going to be down a lot because their defense isn't that great. There could be two of them in the top ten. I agree. Shock me. I agree with the wide receiver as a rookie that could potentially break into the top ten would be our friend from LSU here. But I think the place where he would need to go for that to happen is Detroit. There is no wide receivers in Detroit. Yeah. I I just don't see him ending up in Detroit. We'll see. But if he goes there. There's your dark horse for rookie getting to the top ten. I don't. I think there's rookie. a few. There's a few spots where if someone goes, any any wide receiver that goes to Green Bay, because yeah. if anything was to happen to Devontae Adams, yeah, you know what I mean. If there if was an anything, injury to Devontae Adams, there's a good right, chance. That's that. what I mean. Say week week two or three, he tears his ACL, done for the year. That rookie is gonna have a lot of attention. And I mean, good it, attention. Yeah, you could have almost, or you could almost have like the, um, you know, the brown juju effect where the one star wide receiver pulls all the defensive coverage. Right. So the other one kind of just reaps the benefits of that. And Aaron Rodgers can support two thousand yard wide receivers. He can do that. I mean, so just for an example, I mean, if they take the kid from Minnesota, if he falls that far and, you know, Adams goes down, I could see him potentially being. Yeah, top ten. I think he's. I think he's the most NFL ready wide receiver out of this group of rookies. To be honest, if Najee Harris goes to Pittsburgh, like I predicted, he's a top right. He'll be probably in my top ten. I think I had him in my top ten. He's got a lot of talent, and Pittsburgh is gonna want to try to keep Big Ben from throwing the ball as much to help help his arm not fall off. Hell, he's gonna threaten for ten to twelve range. I think even at Buffalo. If yeah, goes. if he if he goes to Buffalo, yeah, because he'll supplant those two guys. There's no one special there. 
I think we have more threat of the rookies at the running back position breaking into the top yeah. 10 there as opposed or to the wide receivers. If Najee Harris falls in the second round and goes to the Falcons in the second round. I don't, I don't see him falling that far. There's still a few teams in the late 20s that need him. And the two I, you mentioned. I've seen a few mock drafts where no running back goes in the first round. I've also seen a few, though, where Washington Tate's – um, what's that one guy's name? Not Najee Harris, the other guy. Travis um, Etienne. Yeah, I've seen a few. I will, they... I will be sad because I am all in on Antonio Gibson this year. Okay. I think he's going to be real good. And that will dash your hopes and dreams. And that, will, that will destroy. That will more than dash my hopes. <laughs> that will take my hopes, stomp on them, dig a hole, bury them in the ground, then pee on said hole in the ground. You didn't just stop at Barry. They had to pee on you. They had to pee, oh, on, yeah, it too, they had to pee I, on it. That's exactly how I would feel. For extra effect. You would see a grown man cry tomorrow night if they take Travis Etienne in that spot. All right, boys. Night before the draft. Any crazy predictions for tomorrow that we didn't have on our um, draft show? I'm going to call it. I think Matt Jones goes at three. I think Justin Fields goes before Trey Lance. Ron? Uh, the Saints trade up to get a corner. Somewhere in the teens. A corner in the teens? Mm-hmm. I also think that the Giants trade back. Just to hurt Ron's feelings. Maybe maybe they that wouldn't hurt my feelings, though. Fair enough. I mean... Go ahead. If, if the players that we could use are not there... If there's not like an extremely talented person, we could trade back and possibly get someone later and get more draft picks. I'd be all for it. Who do you want? Like one player out of the draft that you would want them to take that's realistically going to be available in that time frame or later. There's there's three. The Patrick uh Sertain. Sertain there, Curtain, the Sertain. corner, Mika Parsons, the linebacker, and uh the edge rusher. Uh I just quitty pay. pay. Quitty pay. If one of those three guys are there, I really hope we snag one of them. Okay. Or Kyle Pitts, but I I I don't realistically think he'll be there. I'm telling you, you're gonna end up with Waddle. Waddle. Waddle I'd be Waddle. okay with that, but I prefer one of the defensive players. All right. My my prediction is is something I'm gonna stick to that was in my sabotage draft. That is that the Chicago Bears are gonna be picking twice in the first round tomorrow. Okay. I like it. All right. Well, that was our top way too early. Two with two O's. Two O's. Uh, <laughs> that's two boys. That's, that's two O's. Uh, way too early. Wide receivers and tight ends, top tens. Um, make sure you go check out our Instagram at Garbage Time Fantasy Football. We'll have all of our lists up there. And we put clips from our shows. Make sure you go listen to the rest of our shows. Uh, very good insight. We're pretty comical from time to time. Mostly, mostly Ryan. He's just the chatterbox. We can't get him to shut up. He just keeps talking. I agree with that. Talk nonstop. <laughs> Shout out to Gangrian Empire for uh, advertising for us this week. That was yes. really kind of him to actually do that. So just wanted to give you a shout out on the show. Yeah. Our download shot up. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Thanks for yes. helping out with that. Hopefully that sends some more people your way and good vibes too. 
yep. maybe on Instagram, I'll actually spell things right this week. That'd be fun. That'd be interesting. That'd be a change. Also on YouTube. Yes, on YouTube. And that's also at Garbage Time Fantasy Football, correct? That is correct. You can get us All on right. Simple, Simplecast too. Guys, Simplecast. make sure to like like us everywhere, download us, subscribe, hit all those algorithms for us and help spread the show a little bit more. Yeah, share share them on all your social medias, the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks, anyone Snap. you have. Tell people about yeah. it on TikTok if you want. And after Thursday, one of us will be talking shit about who won the sabotage draft. That's right. Yeah, I can't wait. We'll have to do that sometime. Jokes is on us. None of us got any picks right. Spoiler alert. It's That'd be, be really hard if none of us got any picks right since <laughs> I believe all of our top twos were exactly the same. <laughs> I, I think the winner is going to only have like, let's say we got the top two, right? So that'll be 10 points. I think the winner is honestly going to have like between 12 and 15 points. Yeah. I'll be happy with 12 or 13 to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Are we out of here? We are. We're out of here.